Welcome to the Northgate Church Podcast from the heart of Chester in the UK. Good morning, everybody. So nice to see you all. Um, Just a couple of thoughts, really, as we're facing um, or beginning a new year with Jesus, with our God, Emmanuel, God is with us. And often at this point um, in the year, we sort of all get on board with new beginnings. And um, there's somebody just trying to get in at the back door. That's it. That door gets stuck sometimes. Um, And often at this time, we take this time to ask questions of our life as we look back over the last year and look forward into the new year. So we might say to ourselves, well, you know, what's going well in my life? What areas of my life are going well? What areas of my life am I finding challenging? As I look back over 2022, what has energised me? What do I want to do more of? Where have I seen God's hand in my life? Is there a recurring theme that I can see over the course of the year which trips me up or triggers a negative emotion? And when that happens, I I go down the tubes a bit and uh, have to get out of the valley again. What do I feel is God's word for my life in 2023? Is there something overarching that God wants to do in me and through me this year? What area of my life am I seeking to grow and develop in the year to come? And these are all the sorts of questions that we ask ourselves at this time of the year as we reflect back and look forward. Um, But one thing I've noticed about this time of the year is that we can um, talk to the Lord, we can set our vision, we can set our goals. But as we move into the new year, it never goes on a smooth trajectory. It always is up and down and up and down and up and down. And one of the things I've learned over the years is that as we move forward in God, often two things happen simultaneously. And that is, there is the blessing of God in my life as I take steps forward, but there are also battles in my life. And in my life, they often happen concurrently not consecutively so in my life I could be I can really see God working here in this area of my life but I'm also aware that I'm struggling a bit over there and there's battle and blessing at the same time and for many years I thought well I haven't done enough I haven't, if I could just do a bit more in God or seek God a bit more or get a bit more of the anointing, then I wouldn't have the struggles and I would be in a place of victory all the time. But actually, that is wrong thinking. That's a lie from the enemy. And that the pattern in our lives that God allows is this blessing and battle at the same time. So to set new goals is not enough 
to carry us through the whole of the new year. And I think that there are two mindsets which God wants us to establish to undergird our growth and journey in the new year. And these two mindsets are this. Number one is for us to keep a clear conscience before God at all times. And the second is this, to trust every day in God and not in myself. So in the few minutes that we've got, let's just unpack these two um, mindsets which we have the power to choose and develop to undergird our lives in 2023. So the first one, to keep a clear conscience before God at all times. Now, I want to say at the very outset, that does not mean in any way that you have to live or I have to live a perfect life. That is just ridiculous pressure and impossible to keep, and neither does God expect that. But to keep a clear conscience before God means that as I go through life, where I stumble, where I sin, where I falter or get it wrong or mess up completely, at that point, um, come to God and confess it to him receive his forgiveness and move on. And although this principle is incredibly simple, it's absolutely vital. Because if we come to God with condemnation and guilt, we will never be able to believe the many, many good things that God wants to give us. So for my own life, um, do you know I... There are times, we were in London the other day, and um, uh, somebody uh, was on the tube and was very angry with me because I'd got my legs crossed and he couldn't get through as quickly as he wanted to on the tube. And he was very angry with me and decided to tell me all about it. And I immediately moved my legs and felt sorry um, and said sorry, but... I was really grumpy on the inside. You know, I was just annoyed. Couldn't you just have waited 30 seconds or something while I uncrossed my legs? So sometimes in the instant, I know I've done something wrong and I confess it to God straight away and I ask for his forgiveness and I receive his forgiveness and I move on. I do not pick up condemnation, guilt or shame. But the other way, the other practice to develop over the year is that often at the end of the day, I'll maybe just take 10 minutes and I'll review the day in my mind and think back of all the good things to thank God for that have happened in the day. And also to look at where I missed it or messed up. And I just bring those before the Lord before I go to sleep, confess it, receive his forgiveness and move on into the new day. The second um, attitude that God wants us to cultivate this year is this. It's to trust in God himself 
at all times, whether you are in blessing or in battle, or whether you're in both at the same time. So I've just got some verses up here. I just wanted to read the word because it's the authority of the word that we stand on. It says, see, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Romans 10, 11, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Romans 9, 33, the same sentiment. See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. But the one, the person who trusts in God will never be put to shame. Romans 15, 13. May the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just want to pause on that verse. Uh, may the God of all hope fill us with all joy and peace as I trust in him. In my book, what I really want is, Lord, fill me with joy and peace, then I'll trust in you. But the word says, God will fill us with joy and peace as we trust in him, no matter what circumstance or problem or situation we're in. And then probably the next verse, my, my all-time life verse is this, is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I'm going to come back to that and unpack it a bit. And then finally, Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in him. Blessed means happy, to be envied, to be filled with joy, is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes and its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So in these few scriptures, and there are many, many more that we could have looked at today, um, God is saying that in every area of our lives, whether it's going well or badly, we need to trust in him and not in ourselves. Um, in the Amplified Bible, the word trust means to lean on to rely on and to have confidence in the Lord. So God is saying that he wants us to develop a habit of trusting in him every day of 2023 in every circumstance of our life, whether it's good or bad. So if we could just go back to um, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So what's this saying? Trust is first of all a command. It's a verb. It's lin, do this. So trust is not sitting back passively and thinking, oh, well, everything's going to be just fine because God is on the throne. Trust is something that I actively do. I actively give to God in the midst of trouble and in the midst of good situations. I determine that I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the problem, but I'm going to trust God. So it could be, Lord, you know, my child is really struggling at school and I can't fix it, but I'm bringing it him to you and I'm placing my trust in you. Show me what I can do, but please will you do what only you can do. Or it could be, Lord, my finances are really scary at the moment. I don't know if I'm going to make it financially, but Lord, I'm trusting you in the midst of this financial crisis. Lord, my job hangs in the balance. They're making redundancies at work. I don't know how I'm, if I'm going to come through. I don't know if I'm going to keep my job. But Lord, I trust in you. Um, and the, the word says to trust in God with all our heart with all our understanding, with all our mind. So if we're trusting God, I can't be worrying at the same time. If I'm trusting God, I can't be manipulating circumstances or people behind the scenes to get my own way. Either I'm trusting God or I'm trying to work things out myself. And very often... I'm here trying to work things out myself, but I'm looking to grow in trusting God. Um, is this easy? No. Is it easy when you're in the midst of crisis, when you're in the midst of facing something that is painful or unpleasant, is it easy to trust in God? No. Can it be done? Yes. It's like a muscle that we have to exercise, but as we exercise it, it will grow stronger. And good things come to those who trust in the Lord. Sometimes when I'm in a crisis and uh, I'm really, really worried about something. I say to myself in this situation, what is the very worst thing that I could, that could happen? So it might be, for example, that I'm scared I'm going to lose my job. Maybe that, you know, there's redundancies going on and I think, oh my goodness, you know, my name, I'm getting older, I'm, I'm going to be one of the first that they make redundant. So what is the worst that could happen if I'm made redundant? Would it be unpleasant? Yes, there's no doubt about it. Would I be strapped for cash if I'm made redundant? Yes, I would probably. 
Could I lose my house? Maybe. But would God still be with me if the worst happened? Yes. Would God still love me and be able to be powerful and mighty in my new situation? Yes. Could God lead me down another road of life? Yes. Because with God, there are many, many possibilities and solutions for every situation. Um, so often, when we're faced with a situation, we think either it's this or it's nothing at all. My life will collapse. But God has got multiple solutions and options in every situation. You know, just think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. That is the epitome of trusting God. And they trusted God and stepped into the fire. So, of course, our natural mind thinks, well, I'm just going to be burned to a crisp. I'm going to be a bacon rasher and that's it. My life is gone. But actually, Jesus himself turned up in the midst of the crisis and delivered them. There are many situations and many solutions for all situations. The second half of the verse says this. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And I don't know about you, but I would really like straight paths in 2023. But the proverb says, in order to get straight paths, I have to do something. What is it I have to do? In all my ways, acknowledge him. Well, how do you do that? How do you acknowledge God in all of your ways? And you may have lots of things that you could add to this, but I would say there's perhaps just three. At the beginning of each day, give your day to God, your whole day and your whole being. Lord, I'm here. I'm here for you. I give you this day. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. And then where there are specifics um, areas of your life. Lord, this opportunity has come up. Lord, I'm struggling here. Lord, there's a crisis there. What do you think? What path should I go down? What's your way? I think I've already said, but in every situation, there are multiple life-giving solutions. You are never locked into one solution. The other time when we really need to trust God is to trust God in the good times. Sometimes it's very easy to trust God when things are hard. But when things are going well, we tend to forget about God and we think, well, I'm having a really lovely time. I learned this um, many years ago when I first got my sat-nav the first sat-nav I ever had. And I would find that I would trust the sat-nav if I was in a town or city that I'd never visited before and I had no idea how to navigate. But I remember going on a journey and I was trying to get onto the M56 and then onto the M6. 
And I thought, well, I know how to get onto the M56. But the sat-nav was telling me to go a different way. And I wouldn't go because I know how to get onto the M56. And guess what? I followed my own intuition. And as I went down a certain road, suddenly there was an enormous traffic queue and I was stuck there for ages. And the sat-nav had tried to take me a different way so I would have avoided that queue. But I knew best. I know how to get onto the M56. And so I would not trust the sat-nav. But God spoke to me and he said, Lynn, you are often like that in life. When you think you know what to do, you don't listen to me and you certainly don't ask me. You just go your own merry way. But God wants us to acknowledge him in good times, even when we think we know what we're doing. Sometimes God has a better way for us to go. So, just in summary, keep a clear conscience at all times. If and when you slip up, confess it. And then receive God's forgiveness. Refuse condemnation. Refuse guilt. Refuse shame. Believe that the blood has washed you clean. And move on. And the second thing is, in every day of this year of 2023, whether you're in a valley of a problem, whether you're on a mountaintop of joy, or whether, like most of us, you're somewhere in between, determine that this year I won't trust in myself or try to work it out, but I am going to trust in Almighty God daily. And at the end of this year, your capacity to trust God will have grown enormously. My one, one of my heroes in uh, Christianity is a man called George Muller. And towards the end of his life, he was head of the church um, in England. He was a spiritual father in the country. He was head of a very big church in Bristol. And he had to feed 10,000 orphans and staff every single day by faith, only by trusting in God. And it was said of him that as he walked down the road, he looked like a man who didn't have a care in the world. And the truth was, he didn't have a care in the world because from his early 20s, he had learned daily to exercise the muscle of trusting in God. And so by the time he was an old man, he had great responsibility, but not a care in the world. And I believe that God wants to do that for us this year, that we are a people who trust in the Lord as we move forward into 2023. Thanks for listening to the Northgate Church Podcast. Find out more at northgate.org.uk or find us on social media by searching Northgate Church Chester. 